Cofield and Company on ESPN Las Vegas and ESPN Reno. Four o'clock hour. Adam Hill, Damon, hanging out back in our Finley Toyota Studios. Cofield here in Wyoming, getting ready for UNLV at Wyoming. Six o'clock tip, five thirty with running Rebel warm up. It's our four o'clock hour. Reno is in. Let's get to it. Big four time. Battleborn Injury Lawyers presents the Big Four at four. Number four. Want to remind everyone, Frontier is a code word today. If you want to hit the jackpot on ESPN Las Vegas every day, we're giving away $2024, $2024 every day through March, March 29th. All you got to do is text in daily code, changes every day. Get in every single day. Text the code word FRONTIER to 702-364-1100, and you are in. you got to do it today before 5 o'clock. All right, Adam, another road story uh, this morning with limited options. I uh, gingerly, <laughs> I can only imagine if people saw me walking in the snow, what they think. I very carefully walked over to a fast food joint. I walk in. It's a ghost town. There's no one at the counter, and I see the dreaded order for yourself kiosks. I don't like it. I think I'm going to permanently ban places that do this. And I don't mean overall, but when I walk into one of them, no matter how desperate my fat body feels, I'm going to walk out and go somewhere where I can talk to a human being. I I mean, I wonder why. I, I feel the same way like with grocery stores. My thought is I'm trying to preserve jobs. Yes. Now, from a selfish standpoint, the order yourself, far superior experience. No. Nope. Far superior. Nope. It is. I'll give you I'll give you a perfect example. I'm very scatterbrained. So I order a coffee, it comes out. I mean, literally, if someone walks out from behind like a wall, because they're cooking behind a wall, they walk out, they put the bag down, and they put the coffee down. They walk to the back. I open the coffee. I start looking around for cream and sugar. It's black coffee. I'm like, I'm cooked. You had to put it in when you ordered. If you're a forget, forgetful, frazzled person like myself, you want some customer service. So I probably I stood at the counter for three minutes, and I'm kind of looking around. I'm like, there ain't anyone coming out here. So what's my next move? I mean, I guess get smarter. But people do need to follow up on orders sometimes. Sometimes sure. you don't get everything you want. Sure, I mean, usually in the experience, I, I'm, you know, I've when I've dealt with it, I've seen somebody that is there near the counter. Like it's not like there's nobody at the counter. There's anyway. no one at the counter. Three six four eleven hundred. Our text line. Text in if you've had this experience where you get your stuff and then the, they're who just put gone, the bag and then down? you're like, okay, what do I do? Who put the bag down? A, a, a gentleman put the bag down and then he disappeared. That's it. <laughs> you had your one try. He's gone. Uh, you yeah. want to follow up? You want sauces? You want cream and sugar? You're out. I guess. So I stood there. I stood there for three minutes, and I'm like, "Okay, what do I do? Do I order another coffee? Because then they have to come out, and I'll get the cream and sugar. Because it was on the menu. I looked at the menu. It was on there, but I didn't order it. Do I just stand here like Adam Hill would and be the martyr? Or, you know what? I'm just going to walk back. I don't care." going to walk back another kitchen area and find a human being 
Sure. I mean, at some point, somebody has to emerge. I would imagine. I, right? I, I don't. I don't know if they were. I feel like they're going to. What I, what I guess my, my point is I don't like it only because I feel like it takes jobs away and I don't like that part of it. Yes. I do far, far uh, support the concept of it, the technology. I've never had a bad experience with it. In fact, it's one of the reasons I've talked so much about my love of Wawa. That's what they've had for many years, and it is a tremendous experience. But there, is, there is a person standing there. Sure. And they're not making the food behind a wall. That's the problem here. They can go and hide. I mean, I'm not I'm not ripping on the employees. I mean, they're now they're cutting down staff. Uh, it seems like I'm guessing that people above them are all miserable because they're, you know, actually having to pay a living wage with minimum wage increases. But you're right, the the that that system, that uh, that does need to exist at every convenience store in the country. Yeah. Number 3. Drug stuff with the yeah at the end there. Uh number 3. <laughs> Well, I was, I was going to change. Bad. I was going to change and talk about the other, the other fast food development. But then well, what is it? Yeah, we wanted to get to that. We had a yeah. uh, Wendy's a quick on the trigger finger. Wendy's made a horrific announcement yesterday. This is number three, by the way. Okay, uh, when, Wendy's made a horrific announcement, which was just self-inflicted wounds. Was this a they joke? Could have no. They could have done so much better with was the it same a trial? concept. Let me let me no. let me put my Start, my finger to the wind. Starting in 2025, this is horrendous. Wendy's will implement implement surge pricing during busy times. Let's do it. Just like with with the ride sharing apps. It's a great. Where idea. if it's incredible, if you if there's 20 people in line, you're gonna pay seven eight dollars for that single cheeseburger, whatever they have there. I, I if love there's it. nobody customer, in line, very customer friendly. If there's nobody in line, it's gonna be far cheaper. Yeah. Because hey, no demand. Here you go. You're, this is the right time to go. Uh, first of all, it, it, they're going to get a lot of backlash because they announced this so stupidly. There's a much, much smarter way to say this. Steve, how different does this reaction, because people are mad, mad at Wendy's right now on social media. How different does this go yesterday if Wendy says, hey, guess what, everybody? During slow periods, your food is cheaper. Right. Don't mention the fact that they're going to jack up the prices right. during busier times. No, obviously, you know, in your head, you're like, oh, that means when it's busier, it's going to be more expensive. But if you just make the announcement and say, during slow periods, the food is cheaper, even though that also implies it's going to be more expensive when it's crowded, yeah, the reaction goes far differently on social media. Who are the people that announce this? I don't know. Did the Bud Light lady Who get a job? Who are with, uh, these people? <laughs> yeah. Like, let's try this. My last idea went really well. Yeah. Uh, real quick, Steve. Just crazy. To your uh, last question about people with terrible experience, McDonald's on Rainbow and Sahara is no people at front counter. Horrible customer service experience. All right, we don't need to shout out like specific yeah, locations. But yeah, I'm going to go over there tonight and see if there's people. There's got. There's somebody there. Somebody put your food down. <laughs> They exist. They're, they're a person. So, can we go into the mind of the fast food marketer or uh, or boss, the, the 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 corporate end of it? If if you did this and and really didn't announce it, surge pricing, do you think people would actually stop buying that fast food in that time period? We don't know when the time period is going to be. Do you think this would actually turn off enough people that they would lose sales? No, I don't. I don't think so at all. Um, 
I think we are a nation of fat lards, and when we want our fast food, we want our fast food. Who was I walking with the other day where we went by uh, – oh, we drove by a 7-Eleven, and it was like uh, delivery inside of 30 minutes. I'm like, we're not going to go to the convenience store anymore on our own? We're going to get that delivered? Yeah. And also, and Damon, don't it's, don't it's shy away from the camera because I know you've gotten that pizza before and you've had it delivered. Oh, I've never had it delivered. Okay. I can't stand the people who do get it delivered because when I want to stop in for my big gulp, my chips, and maybe a pizza, and they got to take 20 minutes to they ring gotta, me up yep. because they're filling out the order, nothing yeah. n- nothing no, makes I've, me more I've happy. talked about this. One of my favorite like quick places to go in town, and I won't say it because I, I love the place so much. It's not fast food. Don't hype it. I, well, yeah. But I don't need to. It's our secret. I don't need – well, it's, I think it's – I don't know if it's the place that you're secret. thinking of. But – I love going there, but there's nobody ever in line, and it still takes so long to get food. Yes, because they're they're fulfilling 20, 30, 40, uh, uh, you know, rideshare delivery. I'm, I almost said the the one Postmates or Uber Eats or whatever. They've got all these orders coming in, and you're like, I'm here, but they have so many orders. The, the poor the poor employees. They don't want you there. Yeah, just have to make order Most after order after don't. order. They don't want you there. I actually, I walked around another fast food place today, and I'm like, I don't think they have a dining room. They they were hiding it so much. I finally made my way up to the door. I'm like, I think this is just a drive-through location. When I walked up to the door, I had to peek through, and I'm like, oh, there is a dining room in there. But I don't think they want people to know. It's just, it's wild. But Everything's yeah, it's, delivery or drive up. Yeah. I want respect. I walk into these dining rooms and I want my and, food and, I, and did, I don't want surge pricing. I think, I don't know if the. And I want someone to take my order. I don't know if the person has talked about it publicly, but I know somebody who had a, you know, had their children, had their, you know, access to their apps, their delivery oh, apps. And one of their children every day after school was ordering a Slurpee. And it added up so much because okay, Delivering a Slurpee is only a dollar. One Slurpee, but every, a Slurpee every day was like seven something dollars because of tax oh. and tip and everything. Oh my! And they're God. just ordering one every day. You're like, what's a dollar a day? What is the difference? No, it's not a dollar a day. Not a dollar a day. It's it's wild. Number two. Number two. Right, we've t- we've totally lost control. Everyone out there, we need to band together to stop this stuff from happening. Uh, puck drop, Adam Hill in Toronto. What's your read on the Knights right now with uh, what's been going on lately? Obviously, there's more injury issues, but what do you think? Uh, yeah, injuries are a big one. I mean, Mark Stone's injury is just massive because of everything that he does. They're, you know, missing Eichel is huge, and, and Bruce Cassidy has talked about the fact that, you know, him being out uh, affects everything because he plays on all, you know, all power plays, so – then other guys have to do different things. Nick Waugh has actually been pretty good. But Nick Waugh has to be good now on the top line or the second line instead of the fourth line. So now that takes away from what the fourth line does. But they're, when they're usually so good and so much better than the other team's fourth line, um, it just impacts you all up and down the lineup. And then you take out Mark Stone, who just does so many things, uh, from killing penalties to uh, his vision to uh, just his presence and his leadership and everything. Um, it's it's huge, and so you don't want to just blame injuries and say that's the sole reason, but it's a big reason. And then obviously, you know, Aiden Hill, who still remains statistically one of the best goalies in the league, has just not been good in his last four starts, and that has been been a big impact as well. Three six four eleven hundred three six four one one zero zero. We got a big event in town at Planet Hollywood at the Nitro Dome Nitro Cross Championship weekend is here on Friday and Saturday. Dana White's behind this. 
Travis Pastrana is one of the elite racers who's part of the whole deal. Uh, by the way, uh, up on our YouTube page, you can watch the convo that I had last week with Travis Pastrana. It's also up at uh, Steve Cofield uh, Facebook and at Steve Cofield on Twitter and at ESPN Las Vegas on Twitter. But two tickets right now for the uh, Friday action. Ticketmaster.com is where you can get your tickets, but we've got two tickets right now. 364-1100-364-1100. Caller number seven for Nitro Cross in town with a bunch of races on Friday and Saturday. Top story. Number one. So, Adam, how much are you hanging on the words of Tom Telesco? Because he sort of qualified what he said. Last hour, we played a bite, him talking about the franchise tag, not anticipating using it on Josh Jacobs. What is he saying about Devontae Adams? Uh, he's saying Devontae Adams is a Raider, which he is. That's okay. factually that's, correct. That's, <laughs> did he follow it up by saying, and that's all he'll be as long <laughs> as I'm around? No, he said he's a Raider. He's not getting traded. I mean, it. It. he made it. He definitely was doing his best to shut down the you know rampant speculation but um n- there's nobody ever that's not open it did sound you know there were some other guys around the league who were asked you know general managers if this guy's available or that guy's available and they basically said never um but that's kind of silly right if if no matter what player is if max crosby tomorrow if some team called and said hey we'll give you nine first round picks for max crosby max Pros- max crosby's getting traded he is like that's just the reality now nobody's doing that, and he's not getting traded. But to to just say somebody's never getting traded is just not a responsible way to do business because you never know. Coming up, let's talk more about what's going on with the wide receiver market. Uh, Devonte Adams and uh, many more guys out there may be available for trade. Others uh, in line for big deals. Updates on that. It's Cofield and Company. On ESPN Las Vegas and ESPN Reno. Devon and Adam Hill back in our Finley Toyota studios. Uh, Adam, we were just talking about Devontae Adams and Tom Telesco suggesting, inferring people taking it as Devontae Adams will not be traded. He will be a Raider. What's going on with Justin Jefferson? Uh, there were some rumors out there and some thought that they might trade him because, you know, he's about to make a lot of money. And they said no. It's not that's not happening. They are shutting that one down quickly. Uh, Justin Jefferson is going to be a Viking for a long time, according to the Vikings. Who's the best available wide receiver? I saw the other day that the Bengals are going to stick with T. Higgins. Yeah. Tag him at twenty one point eight mil a year. Yeah. Does that seem like insanity when you've already got? And I don't know where Burrows contract starts to explode do they have him at a cheap number again so they can have a a second receiver making that kind of money uh i mean i think that they they see that to being the key to what they want to do is having them and to take some pressure off jamar chase uh to give burrow additional weapons um they see that as being very important and and look higgins is going to make a lot of money if he does hit the free agent market so Mm -hmm. it actually could be a deal uh, for them to you know to have him there, but to answer your question of who's available, uh, Mike Evans I think would probably be the guy. Uh, Michael Pittman, I believe, is going to be out there. Uh, it sounds like Calvin Ridley's probably going back to Jacksonville, but he's really good. Uh, so there are some names out there. Right. Uh, this part of the show is brought to you by Circle Las Vegas. Remember this weekend viewing party for the Vegas Golden Knights. That's on 
Saturday. The puck drop is uh, early evening at 4 o'clock. Uh, Lindsey Brown and JVT will be on the scene uh, repping ESPN Las Vegas. So will Chance. Adam's going to be down there if Chance is there. <laughs> um, the Vegas Vivas and the VGK Drumline. There as well, 143-foot screen outside. It's at Stadium Swim, so make sure you get down early to Stadium Swim, and you can watch the Golden Knights viewing party at Circle Las Vegas with JBT and Lindsey Brown. We talk about that Stadium Swim and the sun up there, because it is at elevation, right? It is on uh, whatever it is, like the fifth floor. You were at what, 7,000? Yeah, I think it might be a little higher. Is it higher than that? Is, is Mexico City a higher elevation than 7,000? Is it higher than the 7220 here that they flash in our faces in Laramie all the time? Uh, that actually sounds close. Actually, I didn't I didn't look it up. Uh, it, you could, te- you could tell. Um, I'll say some people I was with were like, all right, why are we walking so much? Because it is a very, especially the area that we're in, very, very walkable, very cool to just walk around, all the cafes and uh, more dogs per capita, I think, than anywhere I've ever been. Oh, which let's is not talk cool. dogs, right, Damon? Uh-oh. Got ugly though. Got dogs ugly, real with ugly owners or stray no, dogs? With owners. Okay. Uh, it's are like, we talking like breeded dogs or rescues? No, let's not. Uh, Seventy four hundred looks like for uh, Mexico yeah. City. Yep. Um, no, it's like a very again. I will say because people that you know have been to Mexico City a lot are like you didn't actually go to Mexico City. You went to of course not this very exquisite, like elegant part of, of town that is not representative of the rest of the city. Uh, but it's like incredibly walkable, just a ton of cafes, coffee shops, and just everyone has dogs out front. It's a very, it was a very, very lovely area. It was very cool. So that Did means that the city dog? is dog friendly. That like part of, again. allowing dogs just in that places? Part, oh. That part, it's, it's sidewalk cafe, so it's like outdoor seating. Mm-hmm. So you're kind of sitting outside with your dog and. Oh, very, very like there was one spot where a couple of dogs like look like they were trying to fight at a little cafe, but otherwise, like every dog very well behaved. It was kind of weird. Why was the food good? I mean, first first of all, expensive, which I wasn't completely prepared for. Really? Uh, like yeah. What's what's expensive? I mean, again, uh, apparently the most expensive neighborhood in all of Latin America. Okay. Uh, so I would say it was almost like being out in New York. Was your hotel north of 300 a night? Uh, was the hotel that all of my friends stayed at north of 300 a night? Yeah, like almost double. And what did you do? You stayed somewhere separately? Of course. Just you? Of course. I'm not wow. doing that. I admire you. You are a bargain hunter. Of course. I've... So what are we looking at for you, 150? <laughs> Half that. Get out of here. <laughs> oh, yeah. What would you rate it? Was it a three-star? Uh, I loved it. I think most people probably would say it was – it ended up being it's a it was an old apartment building that they turned into in I'll, I'll, I I wasn't gonna shout out, I guess but I'll say it's like an all Expedia hotel. Okay. So it's like it was basically a two bedroom apartment, huh, pretty old, good. and less than two blocks from where uh, there was a corner where everybody was staying that had the the Intercontinental, the Ritz, the W, and the the Hyatt Regency, and then I was like down the block, which is not at one of those. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, you're going to have to do some research for me because i got a trip coming up to New Jersey and New York in a few months. Sure. And uh, this far out already, um, hotels in Manhattan, a uh, decent one started 400 Yeah, I found some so there's, spots there's in, gonna, in Manhattan. Need, uh, I'm going to need some help on this one. Yeah, I found some good spots in Manhattan for, I know, for we, pretty affordable. We did. We actually did really well for Super Bowl. Sure. It wasn't yeah. crazy. So I don't know what the hell's going on right now when I'm going, but 
It's out of control. Yeah, I can help. And then how was the fight card? Did you get how close did you get to the brawl that was in the stands where a guy got knocked out? There was many, many brawls in the oh, stands. Oh, not just one. <laughs> yeah. There was a lot of them. Uh it's funny, that reached the mainstream because you know, my dad knew that I was there and he called me in the morning and he was like, Hey, I just want to make sure you weren't in any of those brawls. I was like, Yeah, I try to stay well away yeah, from yeah, that. Generally I'm not there in the uh, middle of the crowd. But the one I know that was kind of really circulating on social media was I mean, it was like two or three full sections that just seemed throwing? to be brawling, which was kind of crazy. All right. And did, was it true that they didn't break them up? They just let them fight it out. Oh, they just took a long time to get there. Oh, okay. It, it's a it's an oddly it's a huge arena. It's really nice, but also like there's a lot of it's kind of a maze to get around. So I think even security was like, okay, where where are people? Uh, let me go try to find where they are. Let me go try to track them down. Let me try to figure this out. So I think even they were having a hard time kind of pinpointing where exactly to dedicate the resources. When the so I don't know if your impression of Mexico City is exactly accurate, but you know I haven't been there, so I'll take what you're saying as accurate. When Salt Lake gets the A's instead of Vegas, <laughs> should Mexico City be higher than us on the expansion list for MLB? Um, no, I don't. I don't think so. But first of all, I don't think they have a baseball stadium yet, which they'd have to build. Right. Um. It's it is there is some logistical issues and there's also some I'll say this uh, I think there's some air issues uh, that player the players union might not love. You're saying cleanliness? Uh, just in ter- yeah the the I thought other people thought the breathing was they're they're having a tough time breathing because of elevation. Um, I actually I felt it was more pollution like smog. Right. Um, your eyes kind of hurt walking around. So I'd imagine. Great. I'd imagine you know players Perfect. playing there for three or four game series, or especially sure. players that are playing there permanently and you know home games, yeah. might not love that. Uh, but you also might get used to that. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, I think there's I'm, some issues. That, the latter part of that sounded like Bobby Baseball. Or you just get used to it. Yeah, Bobby I don't. Manfred. I'm saying I don't know. Be fine. I'm not making a, the case that you would, but I feel like not like the right, the citizens aren't walking around like itching their eyes all the time. Yeah, you're right. They're used to it. I think they're used to it. So I, I would imagine that you would, but I, I think that there's some issues like that. And, like, the NBA – could the NBA go to the arena there now? Maybe. Like, it's a pretty good arena, and I know it's built for it, and there's 25,000 and a ton of – there appear to be a ton of, like, pr- uh, premium seats too, uh, which is a good thing. Um, they're also, I will say, incredible job of uh, construction in terms of there's, like, bathrooms at every section. However, nice. not even close to enough concession stands. <laughs> Oh really? So way too many bathrooms, not enough concession stands. I would say was the. There's never way too many. There's was never way issues. too many. Well, more I mean, than enough. Making money, they should have if they sure. want to make money. Sure. Uh, an NBA team would like that, but uh, from a comfort standpoint, everyone's arena should be like bombers. And post post or or SoFi post fight uh, exit from the arena. Yikes. <laughs> was it like some of the old boxing venues here? Yikes! Not, I mean, I don't mean someone, violence and fighting. Someone knocks down a barrier, and then everyone is like, uh, "Why is there shooting?" No, I, I don't mean violence let's and stand, fighting. Let's, let's stampede. I mean the road. There's one road leading in and out, basically, and it's closed after oh, the, after the event, in. so you can't get like an Uber or a cab or anything, and the, you can't get phone service because there's everybody is trying to get on their phone to try to get out and get a ride. So it's just Boy. it's complete chaos. We got some issues here. Yeah. So what does it sound like, Damon? Sounds like better it was a good to go time. To a sporting, better place to go to a sporting event, Laramie or Mexico City? <laughs> oh, give me Mexico City every day of the week. I don't care I if it's so. $30 for a bowl of soup or whatever. 
<laughs> Give me a real food was amazing. Did you guys read the update? Speaking of fights, because it was a USC fight card, did you guys read the update on Cam Newton from the other side about that brawl? Yes, and they are coming off as the biggest crybabies of all time. <laughs> well, actually, I don't. He, he was being mean to us if you really think about it. That's what it was. <laughs> yeah. I did not. I was like, this does not change my mind about these dudes. I mean, I do think Cam Newton is talking trash to. He's very much punching down, and what's the point? Is that they used to be coaches for his team, and they left and started their own team. I would also be talking trash in this situation. Where he's saying, I'm y'all daddy. I well, taught y'all everything y'all know. What's wrong with that? Well, is he going to do it now? Do you think he comes out of this like I was the victor, so I don't care? Attack me again? Or he's like, eh, this isn't worth my time. Their team also won, so they should just be saying, ah, you know, look at the scoreboard, scoreboard. I don't think that Cam Newton was so frustrated by a loss that he decided, I will take on all five of your adult coaching staff. No, and- he wasn't. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No. And if no, you're, no, if you're no, going to, you take the hat off. No. If you're I preparing think, for I a think fight. That's the, mark. that's the mark of great. He, wa- he wasn't preparing. That's what he I'm saying. Trash if to the guy, he were. Someone decided to punch him. That's what I said. If he had been preparing for a fight, he would have taken the hat off. He wasn't. Okay. He okay. wasn't preparing for a fight. He told us to get our money up. What were we supposed to do? <laughs> it's how they're coming off. He called us broke boys. Okay. And so you guys had to tackle him? Team Cam. This part of the show is brought to you by Battleborn Injury Lawyers. Offices in Reno, downtown Vegas, Vegas, and Henderson. You can call from anywhere in the state of Nevada, 766-1400. In the north, remember, you got to dial 775 to get a hold of Battleborn Injury Lawyers. It's Cofield and Company on ESPN Las Vegas and ESPN Reno. Damon and Adam Hill and Cofield, we're about 90 minutes away from tip of UNLV on the road, men's basketball at Wyoming. 72-20 here, Adam. If you've never been here, they like to remind you a lot about the elevation. But you were just in 70, as I read it, 73-49. Okay. But the air is cleaner here than Mexico City. Today oh, is a big yeah. Mexico City Laramie showdown. I don't think it's much of a show in Mexico City as far as Well, you as said they have no Ubers or rideshare there either, and uh, they no, don't no, have no. here, so oh, no. even on that. No, they had plenty of Ubers and rideshares. Oh, it yeah. was just outside the arena. You couldn't. They didn't have, you didn't have access to them because the roads were closed on the one road to the arena, so they closed it down so that you don't have a whole lot of congestion. But what it does is just create everybody scrambling to try to get phone service to try to get a ride. So I think the Mons figured out the show. Um if Adam and I are sensitive about anything, it is when people question our athleticism based on our looks. Um, so Damon is constantly looking for ways to talk about whites as being unathletic. No, I just whoa, made that up. Whoa, whoa. I just made that up. I just made that up. But he did find a story. Wait, did we not discuss the winning of the 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 the? Arcade decathlon last week. It was I very heard, yeah, impressive. We, you, we, yeah, but, but I mean, what was the competition? Uh, there was like some papa shots, some skee ball, some baseball like, pitching. I feel like you were the lightest guy in the group. No, John. Uh, you saw what Von Tobel weighed in at, right? What was it? Because uh, they're doing a uh, a weight loss contest. That's that's something different, right? I was um, shocked. I was shocked as well. He carries. Tell tell the audience, Damon, how much he weighs. Three hundred. Yeah, 300.6. He's starting out the contest at 300.6. Wow. He's going against our buddy 
uh, Dustin, who's 372, who obviously has an advantage because he can lose more. Sure. But I had no idea that uh, that big JVT was 300. I also feel like JVT probably loaded up. He might That's have. the smart thing to do before that's a weigh-in is yep. just, just, just absolutely slam food for like four days till the weigh-in. That's what uh, ESPN Las Vegas legend Seed Williams did to me in a weight loss contest. He wore pants to the weigh-in. I was like, I guarantee he's got coins in his pockets and ankle yeah, weights. Of course. Yeah, he, he got me. He got me full. I did not demand that he was in shorts at all. Should've. So who is this highly accomplished athlete who's not? This is crazy. This guy's with the Warriors on a two-way deal? Yeah, he just got called up. Uh, he played two minutes in their previous game. The Warriors are in action now. So maybe if they blow out the Wizards, he can you know finally score some points. But this is Pat Spencer. He holds the NCAA D1 record for career assists in lacrosse. What? And now he's moved over. Not not only was he a great lacrosse athlete, some would say he won the award would be the equivalent of the Heisman in lacrosse, but now he's stepping up on the hardwood. I mean, this guy, white athlete Hall of Fame. Am I wrong? This is if, if we're just talking about the, yeah versatility and, and multiple sports. Yeah, he's he's up there. Wasn't it the Jim Brown model? Was it, wasn't he like a superstar lacrosse player? He exactly. was exactly yeah, unstoppable. And then I, I, I don't know. Something happened with lacrosse because it just didn't didn't seem to get super diverse since Jim Brown. So I don't know what what the powers that be in lacrosse are doing, but I guess we'll see. Could this Pat Spencer be a megastar for our Desert Dogs? I guess a two way contract with the Warriors is probably a little more than the lacrosse league, huh? He was what? drafted number one overall in the lacrosse league here I, in the states. And he I said would no. feel, oh wow! I feel like ideally when when Vegas gets an NBA team. Then we, you know, bring in Pat Spencer. He can to do play both. In both. That would be awesome. Yeah. I'm, I'm all for it. I'm praying for the lacrosse league to succeed. Me too. Go, go, dogs. Roof, roof. <laughs> Wait, is that what they do in the arena? <laughs> they is howl what, is, or is, they is, bark. Is that what know. they do at the MUA? What do know. they do? Uh, I don't know. We, I, I have a friend who claims to be a massive Desert Dogs fan, and then every time I'm like, "Hey, who's their best player?" He's like. Oh, all of all the dogs are barking. Roof, roof. I'm like, all right, man, you don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> He's just pretending to be a fan. Roof, <laughs> roof. Yeah. Really? I think so. I cannot wait. Tomorrow I'm wearing my Desert Dogs jersey. You should. Go dogs. Roof, roof. Roof, roof. On the way back, the odds are finally up, Adam, for something I've been talking about for months because I want to bet who's not going to make the college football playoff. Next year, I want to bet a lot of no's, so we'll get into that in just a couple. With Sam Paniotovich, where, oh, where is Sammy P? We'll find out in five minutes. It's Cofield and Company's Eye on Sports Betting with Sammy P. Sammy P. Sam Paniotovich coming up here in just a second. Let's do a giveaway for rugby in town this Saturday, Allegiant Stadium. This is uh, the real league, the NRL, playing real games, regular season games as the uh, Roosters and Broncos and Sea Eagles are here. Tailgate party starts at 3 o'clock. First match starts at 5.30. It's rugby in town at Allegiant on Saturday. You can get your tickets at AllegiantStadium.com. Four-pack right now with them on. Caller 7, 364-1100. Sammy P is on the road somewhere, so that means he's trying airport fare. Sam, what's going on? Where are you? Airport food. What happened was, because naturally when you leave Fort Myers, Naples, to get to Boston, you have to connect to Nashville, right? That's the way it works. So 
landed in Nashville at about 2 o'clock local time, and I fly out at 7.40 local time. So we decided, you know what, let's hit Broadway Street for about four hours and stopped at uh, Hattie B's for some hot chicken. And I know DeMond's a little worried about my stomach on the flight. Did you go with which which sauce did you go with? So they have southern mild, medium, hot, damn hot, and then I have to be careful here. Shut the cluck up. Okay. Uh, I, I went with damn hot, which is the second worst. It's uh, habanero pepper dust. Hmm. So we'll see what happens. We'll I mean, see what. <laughs> we'll how see long what ago happens. was this consumed? About two and a half hours ago. Oh, okay. I think you're fine by this point. Yeah, I know, man. I Sometimes feel like if, it, if it hasn't already exited, it's fine. Okay. What I guess what what went into the decision to go Hattie B's? There's obviously a couple of choices there. Hattie B's being a famous one, is that just that was what you had heard of? No, I've been in Nashville multiple times. I was gonna hit Pepper Fire, which is my favorite one, but that's sort of off the beaten path. And I kind of wanted to walk down Broadway. We stopped in uh, Honky Tonk Central. I wanted to walk by Bridgestone Arena where the Predators play. And, you know, that, that stretch, there's like a, a six-block stretch where you could just walk in and out of bars. It's a hell of a time. I mean, Vegas is number one, but Nashville's probably number two. It's up there. And there also is uh, – there's a bunch of – a bunch of those restaurants have sports books in them too, uh, which is a new addition and is very cool. Uh, but I asked about Hattie B's because I'll say, last time, last time I was going there, it was to cover the Raiders and Titans – and I asked Jayon Brown, who was on the Raiders at the time, who was a former Titan, about where to go to get hot chicken to try it. And he said, you're white, so go to Hattie B's. I was like, okay. <laughs> so, okay. So my response, I don't know how to respond to that. My response was, well, if I wasn't, where should I go? And he said, oh, Prince's is the only place to go. Exactly. So, of course, we went to Prince's, and uh, I got whatever the hottest one was. I was not... I was not happy with the decision. Why did you do that? You don't even like hot food. I know, but if you're going to go, you're going to go, right? No, no, no. That's insane. That's crazy. When I was 12, I tried to get the hottest at Prince's, and the woman behind the counter was like, baby, you're not ready for that. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. She shut you down. It's fantastic. Uh, what, uh, I guess my, my question, seriously though, what was what? What did you think of seeing some of those sports books on that on that stretch of Broadway? I thought that was it's very cool to see, and I'm still because it's spreading so quickly. It is still fun for me to see like these other, especially tourist destinations that have the books. Indianapolis is cool with a book right downtown. Obviously, Phoenix now has a bunch of books right downtown. But some of these restaurants that have books on Broadway is very cool to me. It's also, let's be real, it's also dangerous because Nashville, you take a couple of shots of old number seven, Jack Daniels, you fall in love with the singer, and then you start making bets. So that's like, that's always dangerous. But it, it is cool. I, I think, you know, for the tourists, it's one thing. You know, you want to walk in, make a bet on a Saturday college or a Sunday NFL. I, I still believe that if you're a local, you have the app, and you don't need to go to the sports book. But it, it is cool. And, and as you know, Adam, a lot of these restaurants in Nashville, they're double-decker. Yep. And a lot of the books are on the second floor. So you walk in, you know, the music's on the first floor, and then they have a little bit more of a, of a sports-friendly area up top. Yeah, I mean, it's, it, it's, it's basically mini Vegas. I mean, the nickname here is Nash Vegas. I, I would never draw a direct comparison, but... You know, it's, it's kiosk land, which is, is nothing crazy for guys like us that have been around this forever. But uh, it is nice to see it sort of permeate, you know, middle America, southern America, when 
forever and ever and ever, I could only make a legal bet in Nevada. It also it also highlights the ridiculousness of the NFL uh, gambling policy, uh, because for those that haven't read it, the NHL policy for hockey players is a half of a sentence. <laughs> NHL player current NHL players cannot bet on NHL games. Done. That's the sentence. Uh, the NFL policy is like four pages long. It includes players cannot enter a sports book during the season. And my question, which several players also asked, was, well, can you go into a restaurant in Nashville because they are also sports books? Well, what if you only go to the first floor of the restaurant? And the NFL is kind of like, yeah, we're not really sure. Uh, but those are the kind of things that have to be addressed going forward with gambling policies because as we explore and as we expand the market and Sam I guess it's not really you know it's not really a direct question for you but like these are things that have to be addressed by leagues and by teams and by players that don't really know where the line is well I think if you're an NFL athlete you sort of have to you have to figure out what you can and can't do I mean like you have agents for a reason you have publicists and marketing people and before you walk into Nashville and make a bet that might be condoned you should probably ask I, I would rather you know a lot of people say well ask for forgiveness after well no look at calvin ridley yeah he missed the whole season you know and he didn't wait to ask he he just did it now he signed up for an account in his own name and bet on the nfl <laughs> so i mean that was red flag city but i look it's, it's a valid concern i think i think your point about the nhl leniency is awesome maybe not leniency but okay one sentence one line the, the, and then the nfl has four the pages and it's still yeah still burnt still murky right you still don't know the truth yeah clarity so that's i think that's the word it's the clarity yep. of the nhl rule because like i said the nfl players like can we go to dinner at this place like i'm not making a bet am i allowed to go to dinner if there's a sports book in there and i think some of the people at the league even were like yeah we're not really sure the way that it's written if that's allowed uh, i'll say here in town uh, there is a large pool area that has a betting window in the very corner does that qualify as a sports book or not like that's those are some of the questions that have to be answered by the NFL, and I hope they re- rewrite the policy is all I'm getting at uh, in in this point, uh, which, again, I know it's not something we can solve on the show, but I just think it's very interesting for people to know as this expands that there are these questions out there uh, that need to be answered. Uh, one question for you, Sam, is we were already talking about how the A's are going to be atrocious. Do you actually like their over in the win total? Oh, yeah, and I had their under last year. I remember the market opened up about 60 and a half, and I thought to myself last year, look, this team, not only is it bad with a lot of young prospects coming up, but they're going to trade anybody with a pulse at the deadline. And they ended up going 50 and 112 last year. But really, when you look at their roster, there's there's not a lot of guys that they're going to flip anymore. I mean, there's nobody in the rotation that's, you know, in that like 28 to 30 range that they're going to try and trade. I, I think they've already hit rock bottom. And I, I think it's funny because the narrative is, well, they're going to trade everybody again. And I, I, I tend to disagree with that. I think they're actually going to keep all these guys and, and build for the future with the prospects. They're going to call up a lot of these younger kids in April and May. And I look, I made the number 64 and a half with, with my baseball numbers. And, you know, I was looking around this country right now. I, I don't have the Nevada numbers in front of me, but – I've got a 56-and-a-half and a a bunch of 57-and-a-halves in Massachusetts. I think the Vegas number is like 58-and-a-half, 59-and-a-half. Look, they're going to be bad, but it's it's hard to lose 110 baseball games, 105 baseball games. Like, if if you're like the worst team in the league, you're still most years going to get to 60. And, again, I I don't think they're going to be selling off assets because – 
there aren't any high price assets left that are that are not going to be here long term. So I, I think this is this number, especially if you can get a fifty six and a half. That is too low. Minus one ten to go over flat fifty six and a half. I I have to do it. I, I know they're going to be bad, but they're not going to be that bad. At least I believe. Again, we're talking to Sam Pinyatovich from Nesson and Fox Sports, host of the Chicken Dinner Podcast. Sam, college basketball season, it's heating up. When it comes to national title odds, do you still feel good about Kentucky? I do. I mean, look, they're going to be tested a lot in the next couple of weeks. I mean, they're they're in a dogfight right now at Mississippi State, but that's a very good basketball team, and, and they've weathered a couple storms in that game. But, look, they were a four-point dog in the game, and, you know, they're hanging right around. They're going to go to Tennessee last game of the regular season. They're going to play in a very good SEC tournament. They have guys that can shoot, man, including this Reed Shepard kid who shoots 52% from three. Dillingham is a top-10 pick. I mean, for the first time in a long time, Kentucky has four first-round picks and three seven-footers. They're good, man. And I, I know that people don't like Cal, but this team is not the team that was a month ago that gave up 100 to Tennessee, that gave up 90 to Gonzaga. This team's playing better defense. They got the rotations figured out. I do think they're going to make a run to the Final Four, and I, I did bet that at like 650, plus 650. And there was also a bet, I don't know if you guys talked about this yet, Circa put up uh, UConn-Purdue against the field. They put this up last week, and, and basically you get UConn-Purdue at, I think, plus 260, and the field is minus 330. And I, I don't like laying 330, man, but holy cow, there's no way I'm taking those two against the field. There's, there's no shot. I would take that combo against the field. Not this year. Sam Paniatovich is with us here on Cofield and Company. So uh, I started talking about making the college football playoff odds about six weeks ago. Wanted them posted. They're finally posted in faraway places. Did you get a chance to look at the list? Because there are uh, six teams that are, yes, minus 250 or worse. I'd like to bet a lot of the no's on these. I didn't think about that. I went down the board, and, I, you know, because you're reading the list off, and I appreciate you sending me the list while I'm in the airport here. Ohio State, 1-10. to 10. All right, I'm not laying 1,000 on Ohio State. I'd rather just bet them to win the whole thing at 5-1. to one. And then you get through Georgia, Oregon, Texas, Clemson, Florida State. You're like, all right, all that makes sense. And then you get to Michigan, and then you see Miami. And you're yep. like, wait a minute. Why is Miami on this list at even money, plus 100? Yep. Well, Look, two years ago, Miami won five games. Last year, they won seven. They probably should have won more. And Miami brings in the number four class in the country. This is exactly what Mario Cristobal did at Oregon. He brings in great players. Not good players, great players. He has more five-star commits than Texas, than LSU, than Oklahoma, than Notre Dame, than Clemson, than Florida State, than Tennessee. Think about that, going into Miami. So they are going to be loaded in terms of having good freshman, sophomore players. Now, does that translate to wins? Clearly the odds makers think so. But when you see Miami on there at even money after only winning seven games last year, that price alone, Steve, should tell you everything you need to know about how the odds makers think about Miami this year. And last one in 30 seconds here. The, the teams I would not bet uh, for a yes are the Big 12 and ACC teams like Miami and others who are going to potentially fit by the odds board. They're expected to finish second, third, or fourth. I'm worried about the cannibalization of the SEC and Big Ten, you know, thumping their chest that they deserve three and four bids, which could screw over a school like Arizona at two to one to make the tournament or the the uh, yeah the tournament basically. 
Yeah, well, I'm going to short Michigan, too. You guys knew I love Michigan last year. They lost five, six starters on defense. They lose their quarterback, lose their best running back, and lose their head coach. And also, think about this, USC, Oregon, both in the Big Ten this year. So I'd be short in Michigan in 24. Sam, good spot. Safe travels, and hopefully the uh, digestive system is okay with the super hot sauce. I'll be fine. I put a lot worse in my body. You know that. <laughs> yes. I don't know. I don't know personally, but okay. Okay. I've done I've done the same. I don't know if it's something to brag about, but there's a confidence. There's a confidence when you've got the uh, the iron gut. Uh, Sam Penny out of the spot every day at uh, 444. Not that he's on every day, but the spot is our Ion Sports Gambling. It's brought to you by Circle Las Vegas. They've got Mania Under the Sun at Stadium Swim, March 20th to the 24th, 28th to the 31st, and the uh, four weekend, the uh, April 6th and the 8th. Going to have a great viewing party out at Stadium Swim, 143-foot screen to watch all the simultaneous game action. But reserve your spot now. It's going to fill up for Mania Under the Sun. Mania Under the Sun at Stadium Swim. Book it at CircleLasVegas.com.